Chaser 20. This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for big trucks, cool characters, and the explosive action you'll only find in Convoy? Well, rev up your engines for... An earful of Convoy. Northern California's number one podcast about the 1978 movie based upon the 1976 novelty song about trucking. Fans of cinema and music will find much alike. That is, if you're not some no-good bear like Dirty Lyle. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little rubber duck humor, and we'll even have a bear in the air. They even had a bear in the air. Hello and welcome to an episode of An Earful of Cocktail. Hello and welcome. Uh, Cage you too special to start until baseball ends. Unless you're listening on the podcast and then you don't really care what station it's <laughs> I on. Th- I think you care. Okay. Everyone's a, everyone's a historian. I, I want to know uh, I want to know when it was recorded and when and why. Okay. Well, yeah. So internet only broadcast because, because I'll give you just a little hint of what might be happening. <laughs> that was a disaster. Um... We got sports. preempted by the Super Bowl. We get preempted by the Super Bowl. Uh, sports are happening on the main KZSU feed. Yep. Uh, may, may actually be ending somewhat soon uh, insofar as uh, it's the eighth inning and they're up. Uh, but who knows? There is no way to know. There's no way to know. And in fact, baseball can last forever, theoretically. Absolutely. It's, it's the, the only, only game. The only sport. Well, no, no, that's not, that's uh, cricket also. Uh, cricket can last forever. Uh, but and, it has, and it often does last days. I think it does have a clock, though. Nope. I, I think... Nope. I, I bet there's... Does not. Probably a clock somewhere in the studio. Nope. No clock in cricket. Okay. Yep. No, no cricket clock. No cricket clock. No cricket clock. That's what they say. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, we are... We are Alan and Mark. That is true. I'm yep. Hervey Ockles. Sorry. And Alan and Hervey Ockles. And we don't remember how to do this show because it's been a while. It's been... Yeah. It's been a scheduling snafus week after week mm-hmm. after week after week. Uh, and this is the first one in many months. Uh, and uh, we don't remember the movie anymore. We don't. We Well, I had to refresh my memory by going back to the previous uh, your, five minutes. You got your flashcards out. Got my... Fla- yeah. I went through my Tom Cruise flashcards. I went through my Elizabeth Shue flashcards. Do you think you market that it, like it would be his face in every movie in the back is his character name and it's just flashcards on remembering his character name? You mean, does anyone do that? Or no, do, could, Oh, could, you, could we sell those? Could we sell those legally? And would anyone buy it? We... We could sell those legally as parody, I think. Yes, they're parody mm-hmm. flashcards. They're, par- they're parody. They're, they're flash- parody of education. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're, and- they're a commentary on our educational system. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And his face is just long for the ride. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, that's a yeah. I think that's correct. All right. Uh, we'll make that product. We'll get back to you. In the meantime, um, this is the podcast where we analyze the movie cocktail we got five minutes of cocktail to analyze for you today it's the what 17th. is it the 17th the 17th five minutes we are so close to the end of this movie we've almost cracked it we've almost cracked this movie we've cracked the cocktail code cracked cra- cracked cocktail code very good yeah. um okay we got commentary for you coming up we got spoilers we've got Special segments. Yeah. So before, okay, because we're rusty. Yeah. Before we do our uh, f- uh, famous segment, who let the spoilers out? We also have uh, is this, uh, any breaking news. News. N- Recent news. Uh, breaking I've, news. I have, breaking news. I have no news. 
All right, what's the breaking news? I, I have no news. Oh, there's no news. Okay, never mind. I just say, but this is the you have news to share? Nope, no news. Okay. All right, that's that's the news. Good. Um, okay, so um, what do we want to do first? Spoilers? Uh, uh, it's about a theme song. Any um, corrections to make? Should, I think you should correct your uh, announcement being on mic a few seconds ago. I uh, I was just going to comment to Mark that um, there's a cl- <laughs> sorry to Herbie Huckles. There's a classic podcast um, uh, layout happening on the screen here, <laughs> yeah. and then I have four QuickTime windows open. Which, if you think back to 2004, 2005, the golden age of podcasting, yeah. that was how you would do a podcast. Uh, so I've heard. Non-stop QuickTime Windows. So I've heard. Uh, All day, every day. Uh, outside of that, uh, also, I believe uh, later you'll... Uh, I think you're the only one who could run uh, <laughs> uh, any other audio because I am running uh, isolated video here. So no audio can out of here except cocktail. So... Uh, Oh, no, of course. Yeah. I'm responsible for any and all other audio. So I will pass you information on on things to play later. Okay. Wow, this could have been discussed before the show, but why not? It's more exciting when it's uh, all on the fly. Always. Calling an audible. Oh, just calling. Did you say we are calling an audible? Yeah. (laughs) Very smooth. (laughs) That's responding to an audible right there. Let's hear a theme song. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Ah, don't do that. Um, so, okay, uh, corrections. Are there any? Do we have any? That's a loud. That's a loud theme song. Um, do we have any corrections? No. Wow. Get into this right after we listen to the entirety of Ry Cooter's All Shook Up. We might 
going to spoiler alert. That's fair. All right, fine. And by spoiler alert, I mean... Uh, that's like the only good sounding thing we do in this podcast. Is that transition? Yes. Yeah, but I messed it up the last three episodes. I thought I'd keep that rhythm going. No, please, please make it. Please make it the good version, not and not. Yeah. All right, here we are. This is um. That was the that was the great finale of of errors happening for the spoiler alert uh, opening. Uh, in the future, we'll, we'll go back to this being good again. There will be no more errors yes. ever. Um, it's, it's a grand grand finale. It was. Uh, 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 let's take on the seventeenth episode. We finally yeah. finished getting that wrong. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about this seventeenth five minutes of the movie cocktail. Yes, um, we have with- our own spoiler alert. No. We have our own spoiler alert. We have our own spoiler alert in the segment we call Who Let the Spoilers Out. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, Very good. That's okay. Absolutely great. Correct. So, and, proceed. And, and, and as I've said, there is not a lot of content left in this spoiler. Uh, so in five minutes, we have uh, only a few mere sentences, which I will now read to spoil these five minutes yes. for the audience. Our spoilers writer really kind of tailed off at the end here. He hit his, he hit his target. He hit the t- target words and was done. Hug up his cleats. Jordan walks into an argument between Flanagan and her father. Her father had offered to pay Brian $1,000 in order for him to leave her alone. That's That's inaccurate. That's not what he offers. He offers $10,000, I think, right? Yeah, okay. However, Flanagan declined the offer. However, Jordan still refused to give Flanagan a second chance, claiming she was never sure if he would be honest with her if he was not even honest with himself. Flanagan goes to Douglas... Having, I think my mic should be up higher. I think. Oh well, when you tell me to turn something up, I'm going to turn up the music, not your voice. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, be honest with her if he was not even honest with himself. Flanagan goes to Douglas, having fallen short of the bet they had made, and that's it. That's all I have. Wow, very short. So no details on any of what actually happens in the Coglin. Uh, Flanagan goes to Douglas. Yeah. Having fallen short in the bet they had made. <laughs> no details about sneaking into the club or any... Nothing about Henry. Wow. Nothing about Henry. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's something. That has been uh, Who Let the Spoilers Out. There's a time for All Shook Up, and it is now. See, I, I don't like this, but, but I that's accept better. it. That I, is better. I, I accept it. Was actually, I'm very, I'm authentically heartbroken not to get, I think, a very nice transition. It sounds beautiful, and I think we owe that to our listeners. Yeah. Well, you, if you want, you can go back and edit it, and then we will just sound I crazy. Can, I can't edit the uh, transition. It's, it's that impossible. Would be, that would be great for <laughs> us to be arguing about this, and I edited out the thing. Yeah. Um, would, you, would, would you say, I would in a say, sense, that um, we've gotten... All shook up. Arguably. Arguably. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, we are now moving on. To the analysis. To the analysis. That First involves the sink. the sink, where you go home, if you're out there, go home, grab your copy of, of Cocktail. You could go to a public library. Go, go to a public library, grab a copy of Cocktail. Grab your boombox. Grab your boombox, bring it home, uh, rip it. Yeah. Legally. 
Yes. Um, Which means first sending a letter to Tom Cruise. Send a, le- send a letter to everyone involved with the movie. Ask what well, it would cost. I think cost. Tom Cruise is the author of the movie for, for legal purposes. Sure. Okay. Letter to Tom Cruise. Purchase wh- whatever rights you can purchase. Just own all own rights to the movie if cocktail. You, if you can get syndication, like TV syndication or something like yeah. that. for cocktail. Big money in that. Big, big money. So yeah. get that. That's how Tom Cruise got rich. Off of TV syndication, yeah. yeah, of his own of his own movies. He, he does his movies for free, ah. but then he makes it up by getting syndication Wouldn't rights. Wouldn't that be clever? Oh, it's very clever. You, then you're incentivized to make movies that are just really <laughs> amazing <laughs> hits on uh, TV syndication. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about the points, baby. Yeah. So you want yeah. movies that can be easily broken up into commercial breaks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that are. Um, that, so they have natural cliffhangers about every 10 minutes or so. Yeah, it's going back to the silent era. They're all <laughs> one-reelers, uh, the perils of Pauline and all that. Mm. Uh, the, the danger is, because you're not paying anything up front, mm. uh, you can be pranked. So they might just film the movie with no film in the canisters. Mm. And then you say, I'm ready for my film to get my uh, to get my points. Mm. Uh, and they say, sorry, we, we don't have any. Classic prank. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are going to get into it here uh, before we get... Right here. Very good. Okay. Well, you know, you can't really predict where this song goes. Recommendation um, to you. you yeah. Can, you should down your arm, get the uh, lyrics to All Shook Up Tattooed, <laughs> so you're well prepared for this. Um, okay. Uh, so get, grab your copy of Cocktail, rip it, lock it, load it, uh, find the 17th five minutes of that movie, and cue it up, put it on loop. I would say before you do this, it's ideal you have your MPV profile set up, uh, mm. meaning you have the register uh, written to your own customized uh, comp file. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm actually a bit, uh, uh, I don't know how to say it, but uh, maybe disorganized here uh, insofar as I don't have my comp set up. Mm. Uh, but uh, it's ideal to have that. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. And close any Chrome tab with Google Maps in it. We learned that. Always a good idea. Yep. Unless you want to be navigating. Uh, around unless, unless you're on the road, but I already said go home. So yeah, um, grab the 75 minutes. We're gonna make it happen here, uh, and we're gonna sync it up. So get ready. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, three, two, two one. one. Go. Go. Perfect sync. Good afternoon, Miss Moon. Really nice Hi. sync. That's a really nice sync. I think. No way to know for sure. Okay, so let's let's get an analysis. Okay, so we have three scenes. <clears throat> In today's episode of Earful of Cocktail. Yes. The three I scenes, just ta- I talk I just talked through the three scenes. I've no idea what you're talking about. We we <laughs> we have we have the double down. The double down. We have the Mooney Flanagan double down. Okay. Yes. Then we How have a little uh, S, uh a little, little trip through the bar. Trip through the bar where where Flanagan sneaks into Coglin's bar, and then a, a trip to find Coglin, to find Coglin, and then we uh, to find Coglin. Finding Coglin, my favorite movie. No, well, do you remember Coglin's definition? Uh, Douglas Coglin. Uh, yeah. A particular breed of uh, what was it? Philosopher. Poet who it's, flourished in the latter half of the 20th century. I think the first he says logical negativist. Uh, who flourished, yeah, something, something like that. But yes. in any case, let's move on. Uh, three scenes. First scene, I'd say we cover scene one first, scene two second, and scene three third. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm in for that. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, without further ado, let's talk about the first scene. First scene uh, is the Mooney Double Down. Mooney Double Down. Um, yeah. Yes, we have Mr. Mooney offering Flanagan $10,000 to go away. Uh, yeah, well, it starts out, uh, and actually, let me see where we are as far as this goes. 
We are now uh, you so midway through the scene. Why didn't you tell me you were the original rich chick? Because you're so She's original rich money. chick. Uh, he is he is in very high uh just 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 ruffled just he's 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 just kind of a kind of animal in uh you know flat or fight mode. There's some weird feralness you get with Tom Cruise in the scene you rarely get elsewhere uh, in this movie. Yeah, I wrote I mean there's a point where he he's walking out the door and he says is how hung up on money I am. And as for the way I feel about you I guess you'll never know. And right there, he is super menacing. Yeah, he is. His eyes are piercing. He looks like and a menacing. He looks like a lynx, and he does look like a lynx. He's poised there, ready to bound out the door. Yeah, he's or leap at her. You don't really know. It's definitely menacing. But let's talk about the stakes of this scene. Uh, as we go back in time, mm-hmm. he went to Jordan's parents' place because. Uh, Jordan's loft mate or hall loft mate. They mm-hmm. shared the same loft in different apartments in the loft. Yeah, gave him her address. Yes, and which says, is like, a great thing to do. She said, "Like Jordan, Jordan's hanging with her folks today." Is that yep. what she said? Like, well, she's like, hanging? if you're looking for Jordan, she's not there. Yes. Yeah, and and that's accurate. And then uh, she's, she says something like, "She's at her parents' place." And then Flanagan says. Do you have an address? We didn't speculate. Why do you think she's at her parents' place? I don't know. Looks like you've got a lot. Do you think they're just gonna chill? Maybe. She, I mean, she may, might spend some time there. Yeah. Sometimes. But it's interesting. She's not actually at her parents' place. She was on her way, and in the process, Flanagan got there. You think Flanagan got there first? So, do you think she was there? Or she left. I mean, maybe she was stuck in traffic in a like a limo, in like a stretch limo, and uh, you know, like the Moonies do. So and Flanagan was, and Flanagan took the subway and got there very quickly. Possibility one is she was there all weekend, <laughs> mm. and then she was out, and Flanagan comes in during her her, her brief uh, interlude. Mm-hmm. Second possibility is she left five minutes before her hallmate says that she's not here right now. She's at mm-hmm. her parents' place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say mark against the first theory is the fact that the doorman says "Good afternoon, Miss Mooney" in a way that made it sound like we have, he has not seen her in a bit. No, no, he would just say that all the time. What? That he, is their job, but he's not very yeah. good at his job. He is not very good at his job. He he is he uh, does not treat Flanagan well uh, without necessarily knowing that he is an un, unwanted guest. He doesn't have that information. Uh, the line is, she's not hiding, she's not home, she's at her parents' place, go big down their door. So okay. That's all we get. Yeah, um, it's a get out of my hair. I, I'd like to believe that she just left. Mm-hmm. That's that's my reading, although either is valid. Uh, and in any case, does it seem like just knowing Jordan's family and knowing Jordan, do you think that she normally like hangs out for the weekend, or do you think she yeah. just, just no, I, hops down for a quick dinner? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, she might, might go di- go over there occasionally for like a weekend or something, but I think in this case she's in a particularly stressful yeah. situation, and so maybe she's looking for some family support around that and and clearly jordan and her dad have a really uh special relationship i love the way they interact here they interact great yeah yeah, yeah. there's a point where she turns to him and says dad <laughs> and then he immediately turns away and walks quickly toward the window they, they have <laughs> they, they have a similar worldview and uh they're just dollars. just two cool people is that all your daughter's worth so the stakes okay. of the scene How much is uh as we left last as we last left 
Uh, as we last laughed. As we last laughed and left <laughs> and lived and loved uh, Flanagan and Mr. Mooney, hmm. uh, Flanagan announced, I'm the Flanagan you know about. And Mr. Mooney says, I don't like you. You're a lowly bartender and you should get out of my daughter's life. Is that basically what I happened? I mean, he didn't say that explicitly, but yeah, that was the gist of his, of his, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that was the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His name, Richard Mooney, Jordan's father. I'm mm. Brian Flanagan. She's mm-hmm. not in... Uh, I've heard a lot of bats in the last couple days, and not all good things. You have a lot of nerve coming up here. Jordan's very upset. So just all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right now she needs people she can trust. Mm-hmm. He says, she can trust me. And he says, she doesn't want to see you. She doesn't want to talk to you. Um, so that's that's where he last left, left this off. Yes. He just wants access. He wants Jordan Mooney access. Sure. Yeah. And he's trying to shut down access. There's really no kind of uh, agreement on, you know, let me marry your daughter. There's just, uh, I want to talk to Jordan Mooney. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in the room. That's called raising the stakes. Delicious. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, so what... And at, at this point, I guess... There is no real need for... I mean, he's gotten what he needs. He's now able to talk to Jordan. He's... um, He is able to do that. I think he was probably hoping to talk to her privately without her dad in the mix. Um, Would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, and her dad is now saying a few things. So let's let's just go down what happens in this scene. Oh, this is... This the whiny rock guitar. I yeah. think is it is it the slow version of Run for the Shelter again that then every, turns into whiny rock guitar. Every piece of music we hear in the movie is a is a variation on <laughs> Run for the Shelter. Yeah, yeah, including All Shook Up. Uh, yes, uh, Elvis was. Uh, that's that's the uh, the subtitle to All Shook Up. Yes. Um, okay, so what what did you want, what else did you want to talk about here? Okay, so this scene opens with a check being offered from Mr. Mooney to Brian Flanagan. Yeah, the check is for ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, at this point, he realizes his daughter's pregnant. Uh, Wait, no, he already knows. That. He does. He does. I mean, the yes. father already knows that. Yeah. Okay. This is the father of the child. Uh, and is he lowballing? Because he, well, he's making, keep in mind nineteen eighty. I would say it's probably 30,000 now. When's the movie actually set? Uh, it's set in the 1950s. <laughs> um, I mean, the movie was made in 88, but when is it's? I think based on sports things happen in the background, it's like a year or two before. But okay. That's kind of so incidental. let's say 1985. Sure. So what do we have? We have, um, what is it, $10,000? 10,000, uh, geez. $10,000. In 1985. $10,095 to 2018. Inflation calculator in 2013dollars.com. That's an interesting. I guess 30000 wow. Yeah, but. $23,337 so in thought. <laughs> so, I mean, he's making a he's making a calculation, which is even though he's putting his daughter. First of all, he's controlling her life in some way. He's, he's painting her trajectory in life. Say even though uh, it's a sticky situation to be a single mother, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Flanagan is such a liability that it is better to write him off. Yeah. So, and he is saying one of two things. He is trying to figure out what is the correct amount of money uh, to bid that he leaves 
Well, it's interesting in that I mean, it's and then not two what, is there's two questions. What should he expect him to take? And the other one is what is the value of getting rid of Brian Flanagan? Sure, but also I mean, Brian Flanagan is not actually committing to anything. So even if he were to take the check, there's not. It's he's not actually being asked to agree to anything. Well, that's he's a, just being that's, given ten thousand dollars. That is the problem with all sorts of blackmailing stuff. Is that there's kind of a code of honor. If someone uh-huh. blackmails you and you pay them off, they could still continue to blackmail you because they could always make copies of the negative. Yeah, but in some case, in, in, at some level, there's a limit to that because you, I mean, it, it, yeah, if you don't trust that the blackmailer is going to go away when you pay them, then you stop paying the blackmailer. I'm mistermoning the situation. One thing he can actually cash in on is he can show that, hey, Brian Flanagan took this check to leave you alone, which should, I think, reduce the value of Flanagan to to Jordan Mooney, Mm -hmm. who it is worth saying at this point isn't very happy with Brian Flanagan. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think she's, she's, I think, doing a reasonable thing, which is just trying to get him out of her life entirely. Uh, Okay, so, so a couple questions is, I would say, how much can Mr. Mooney afford to pay? Um, well, let's just say it was like a life or death situation. Yeah. I would uh, say millions of dollars, but it's liquid stuff. I guess you can always take out a quick home equity loan on this. I condo. mean, he he has a penthouse. Yeah, in, you know, on on you what th- is it, Park Avenue? Park Avenue. You yeah. think he has like six million liquid? Yeah, six million liquid. So I'd say you got to keep so, a little funny money. Sure. Uh, so I'd say uh, five point nine million dollars. Okay. So yeah, if he if he really needed it, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, how so, much? So ten thousand <laughs> is is point one percent. Seven percent. Yeah. Point point one percent. Basically. Point two percent. Good bargain. Uh, second question is: We have seen in this case that uh, Flanagan failed to take him up on this offer of ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, the question is: What do you think the money would have been? That Brian Flanagan once said, "Yes, <laughs> I will take that." <laughs> I mean, do you think there's a? I guess more. It's is there a threshold by which it becomes? Uh, this can't be a serious offer because oh, it's so it's large, and and it and it you know is the threshold where he would have taken it lower than the point where it becomes that right? So because I think okay. like like let's say he offers him like two million dollars. I, I, well, I, I, before the, you say that, let's yes. say let's say it's two trillion dollars. Sure. Well, yeah. I, at that I, point, it's like you. I can't take your face value. That's not a reasonable offer. I don't think that you have two trillion dollars yeah. liquid. Yes. I, and I think exactly. That's a, I think that's a fair thing to assume. That's a fair thing. <laughs> um. Yeah. So even so, even let's say it's like two million dollars. Yes. I think it's it's in Flanagan's position. It'd be reasonable to say this doesn't something is fishy here there's no way he's actually offering me two million dollars so there are two trade-offs one is how tempting is it and how much (laughs) is your suspicions being raised yeah and how how like how suspicious is flanagan how easily would he get you know bilked by a con man he's not very bright pretty easily yeah yeah but still again it's about that threshold and my here's my reasoning is I, you know, he has a threshold where he's saying, like, no, I don't care about money. My principles are more important. Sure. That's a going to be a fairly high threshold. Yeah. And so I think it crosses over at the point where that threshold is exceeded is already above the point where the offer seems too ridiculous to be true. It's like a Laffer curve. There is a maximum chance of him taking it. Yeah. And if it goes higher to certain points, like, this is not real. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, it so is, it's Reaganomics at work. Absolutely. Yeah, in the 80s. <laughs> this is a perfect 80s movie. Yeah. Uh, let's think for a moment what is the max what is the optimal flanagan removal price <laughs> uh, let's think the, uh, the f the frp yes absolutely okay the optimal frp so we we're gonna both come up with an estimate here yeah independently i'm not looking at your paper sure okay and i'm locked in i am um i am locked in okay all right, ready? Yes. Three, Three two, two, one. Five hundred thousand dollars. One hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. I, I do. I. I mean, I think this would work, and I think there is a case that yeah, it, it, this sounds like what you'd expect him to reasonably max out at, because rich people are cheap. <laughs> sure. Although, um, and here's another question: mm-hmm. Would it have been narratively satisfying? For the fact that Brian Flanagan, what does he want to do more than anything in the world? He wants to be successful, in make money. In what particular way? Um, he wants to make a million. He wants to make a million. <gasps> he wants to make a million. So if he got offered a million and that was how he made it, yeah. Well, I was narrative say, and then arc he turns, and Then he turns. Oh, it down. oh, he or oh, okay, oh, I see. Yes. Oh, yeah, that would have been more satisfying. Wow, although, that would have been a lot more satisfying than $10,000. <laughs> although, on the other hand, it also is just much more ridiculous yeah. that he's offered a million dollars. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, there's... there's, there's if, well, it would it have been better if at the fable. start of the movie, his goal was to make a hundred k, To make $10,000. $10,000. Yeah, I think that'd be ideal. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it goes to the fact of being corny if that is the case. When mm. this movie is the raw story of Haywood Gould's novel, made much more corny by the limits of Hollywood, um, and I, I think that or, would have I been mean, too the much. opportunities of Hollywood, some yes. might say. But I think, what if he offered a million dollars, and yeah. then you see superimposed on the top is is Flanagan earlier in the movie saying, "Got to make a million dollars." Yeah, like as a little like a fade, a little like inset like yes, cloud exactly. thing a little yeah, thought bubble over, over each shoulder is fades different in, and it's and it's him and it's like a really reverb heavy version of him yes saying like gotta make a million yeah yeah and then you zoom in on his eyes and you see uh <laughs> scrolling like a stock ticker tape across his eyeballs <laughs> one million dollars i mean i think that'd be great uh that, that sounds really good yeah that, I, i'm i'm I, I love film yeah uh so yeah. i love films yeah uh so uh is there any more questions about this money? Or is that about... We've wrapped it up. Well, I have a couple questions about this money. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Let's... Yeah. So, um, one is... So, $10,000, at least as of now, I think it's either ten or 20000 Maybe 20000 There's it's like the a... maximum you can give yeah. without the gift With, tax. Without tax implications. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, I wonder... I mean, is... Is Mr. Mooney? I, I would like to say it's twenty nine thousand. Okay, I mean, but it was it may very well have been lower in in the eighties, right? Possibly. So uh, fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand. But I wonder. I mean, if it's that now, I'm wondering if it was lower in the eighties. Um. So, and I that seems like a hard thing to find out. Uh, it says it was eleven thousand two thousand five. So I, I think it's fair to say. I that think maybe it's fair to say ten thousand is above that threshold because you know who pays the gift tax. The gifter? Yes. Really? Yeah. So Mr. Uh, Moody, he's trying to get out of his tax implications. He's trying uh, to save a little tax money. By staying under... Well, if it was a $10,000 limit, then he's... Yeah. But, but is this a gift? That's the other question, right? Or is he paying for a service? He's paying... 
He and is. And Tom Cruise is going to W-2 at the end of the year. <laughs> Bruce is getting, which is, the job is staying the hell away from my daughter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, is that is that considered... I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I think... I, I mean, it's it's like money for services in kind or something, you know? Yeah. Is it royalties? I'd say paying someone to stay away from their daughter sounds more like being a blackmailer than it is a legitimate job. Is that well no, it's like an opposite um it's like an opposite babysitter. That's true. <laughs> Babysitting's like a job, yeah. Yeah, instead of like please take care of my my daughter, yeah. it's please stay away from my daughter, but it's a similar job. I mean, it's between it's also a protection racket in a way. Uh very good question. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there might be tax implications for Mr. Mooney here. Yeah. Uh Going back to what Mr. Mooney is concerned here, what is his main concern about Brian Flanagan? That he is... Is it the fact he's an awful human being? He's just, just I think, treated Jordan very badly. Is generally has very low uh, standard of ethics and morals. Mm. Generally repugnant, mm. awful, mm. self-obsessed person who mm. really... Charming, though. Charming guy, though. Charming. Uh, Ambitious. Yeah. Is that the thing A that go-getter. He, <laughs> uh... I believe that is not what actually alarms him. It's mm. one specific thing. Um, it is that he is a bartender? Correct. Yes. Yes. Ah, uh, well, uh, you know, the profession does say a lot. I mean, in a difference, imagine this movie where it is a... Where it is Coughlin as the as the uh, potential son-in-law. What would be really good if we get a flashback and this exact same scene happened with Carrie Progdon and Coughlin? <laughs> yeah. In the same room? Yeah. And the same actor plays uh, <laughs> Carrie's father? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would think that'd be very good. See, this movie this movie's great, but yeah. if it was more avant-garde in a few ways, it'd be so much better. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, um, no, I mean, I guess, I mean, uh, for reals. For uh, if we just compl- exactly swap out Flanagan in this scene for Coughlin, yeah, who is also a bartender, yeah, do you think the conversation goes any differently? I'm just imagining this would be such a great reveal. Jordan goes upstairs, and Mr. Mooney is there saying, "This man says he wants to marry you. Is this right?" <laughs> and he opens the door, and it's Doug Coughlin. That'd be such a great reveal. Yes. Yes. Script doctors, please call us. One eight hundred. One eight hundred. Script doctor. Script, doc, script docs. Script docs. Earful. Uh, <laughs> could the same scene, what, like with Jordan and and Coughlin, or well, what? What, what exactly? Are you Thought I heard about? a doorbell. I always. Well, there's yeah. no way to know. Yeah, that means you have a brain tumor. I see. <laughs> when you start hearing doorbells. Oh. Uh. What? What was? Your, so your question is, could this have happened with Doug Coughlin? Um. Could this have happened with Doug Coughlin? Yeah, well, no, no, not could it have happened. Let's assume it ha- Let's assume everything happened. This is, this is, this really happened. Yes. Yes. Uh, Doug Coughlin is, is coming into Mr. Mooney's penthouse. Yes. And is making the case for getting married to his daughter. In this situation, does Brian Flanagan exist? Mm, no. So this is, it's Wonderful Life. Yes. And down in Jamaica, we see a situation which apparently happened organically, which is Doug Coughlin and Mooney showing up at the same bar at the same time. Yeah. And in this situation, Doug Coughlin is recently married, but he sees Jordan Mooney. And in this case, because she's not flirting with Flanagan, they hit it off. He immediately divorces Carrie. Yeah. 
and then it doesn't. The circumstances of that don't matter. I, I need context. The only thing I'm I'm saying is let's assume at the end of it, you've got Coglin coming to Mr. Mooney. But I say the same situation, which is that she's pregnant with Doug yeah. Coglin's child. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he has abandoned her in Jamaica. Yep. And is now trying to reconcile in New York City. Yeah. And she's having none of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what would happen here? Yeah. Uh, Coglin would correctly say ten thousand dollars is chump change. And he would know to go for the big score. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. He would negotiate, and he would get more money, and he would leave. That is exactly what would happen. That's he, that's very good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, there is a cynicism with Coglin that that Flanagan is perhaps one of his only redeeming traits mm. is he is completely earnest at all times. Yes. He is incapable of, of really subterfuge, mm-hmm. largely because he's not... I guess uh, plausible to lie because mm-hmm. he's not good at it. Yeah, yeah. Has he lied in this movie so far? Uh, yes. What's a lie? He yes, made? because he um um when did he lie? Um uh he what did he say about how did he explain? No, no, he actually just. <laughs> I was remembering when he was explaining to Jordan what happened with... Um, he told the truth. He exactly. told the exact truth. Uh, I would, yeah. Someone bet me that I would not have... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's right. I don't um, think he's lied. Yeah, uh, he did say that um, that artist's work was um, was uh, urban. How did you describe it? it had uh, an urban character? I forget, yeah. Yeah. Um, was, I think he was... That's, that's, uh, he was yeah. making a joke. Um, yeah. Uh, has he lied? Has he lied in this? Well, oh, write us in, listeners. Yeah. Write us in. Yeah. So tell uh, us at earful of at earful at earful of of on Twitter. Uh, has he lied? Hashtag hashtag has Flanagan lied? Ha, hashtag has he lied? lied. Hashtag Flanagan. Hashtag Flanagan lies. Okay. Uh, very good. Uh, okay, so more stuff that happens. I think there's. Uh, well, do you have other stuff in the scene that you like? Because I have uh, a few other notes. Um, I let's see. Was there anything else about the money? Um, Next time around, I'm going to play the dialogue so we actually get a, a pass through. Yeah. Um. Uh, I will say this. Yes. Uh, Mr. Mooney appreciates the fact that he's a bartender, and that's what she hates about Flanagan. What does Jordan hate about Flanagan? That he is. Deceptive, uh, dishonest, dishonest, Which and is- yet, <laughs> and yet, he is the man who has not lied. I believe that's accurate. Well, he's unfaithful. He's unfaithful, which yeah. is a form of honesty. He's dishonest indeed, if not in word. Yes, and he's very susceptible to. He's untrustworthy. Yes, yeah. He's he's disloyal. He's, he's, he's unreliable. Yes, disloyal, but not her but word she uses is honesty. But he's actually not dishonest. That is accurate. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's uh, the uh, one other minor detail. The check. Did he write the check on the spot, or did he already have the check? Um, I think he took his checkbook and wrote it. Why would he need to prepare it ahead of time? I'm mostly wondering uh, if he knew how to spell Brian Flanagan's name. <laughs> Um, it's. I think they give you good leeway with it. Douglas. Well, Conway I'm just wondering. So he's got. A, oh, you, oh, you think he could have misspelled it? Would have been okay. Oh yeah. Good okay. Hi. I mean, I'm just wondering. Like, 
Is there is there a potential exchange there where he has to in the middle he's of the storming in with the check? I think I okay, he's got he's here. got the check coming in. He's handing it to him. Okay, he definitely comes with the check. But like, could part of this conversation have been? I want I want to write you a check. How do you spell your name? Could have been, but yeah. Is that all your daughter's worth? Okay. How much will it take? I don't want you beating out the money. You can't buy me out of Jordan's life. You think I'm letting some bartender walk into my family is and destroy right? my daughter's that life? Is her choice. The hell you say. Her choice. The hell you say. What's going on here? Good bulgy eyes. Jordan, I came by here to talk to you. Look, if you don't get out of here, Dad, gun, I'm going to have you I thrown out from your ass. Jordan. Jordan. I know the other night I didn't say the right things. God knows I have not done the right things. But I think there's a chance for us. Brian, there is no us. There are just too many things about us that don't work. What about the baby? I mean, a kid, our kid needs a father. Not one that's not going to be around in a year. Yeah, with your lifestyle, what kind of a father are you Dad! going to Great And moment. he turns away. It's so good. It's a very oh, good piece chance. of acting. No. I tuned I out for a while. I deserve a second chance. No. Very soap opera dialogue here. No, it's very good, though. How am I ever going to know that you're being honest with me? Very throwaway. I mean, you can barely be no. honest with yourself. Honest? Were you so honest? Why didn't you tell me you were the original rich chick? That's also not because honesty. Because you're so hung up on money. Yeah, it is. I was afraid that I'd never know how you really felt about me. Me. How you'd really feel about me. <laughs> Villain time. This is good, though. This is your father's idea of how to get me out of your life. Holding up check. Tearing up check. Hung up on money, I am. And as for the way I feel about you, I guess you'll never know. So what a it, line. Actually, it actually turns. What a line. So what's really, really cool here? Mm, what is really cool here? Everything. I okay. I think the check is cool. Uh, uh, ten thousand G's. Ten thousand G's is a cool thing. It's very cool. Ugh. Okay, so um, oh, I could go for some ten thousand G's. So it starts off just wait. Saying, ten thousand G's. Uh, ten G's. Ten G. Ah, oh, much worse. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so it starts out with uh, the fact that he is trying to say that. You know, we are a thing. We deserve a chance. She says, we are no longer in a relationship. Uh, we are nothing. Mm. Even though, uh, you know, they, they are connected through the fact they're having a child together. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, a kid needs... In, do you like this part? He says, a, a kid, kid needs, needs a, a father. father. Our kid needs a father. So he originally kind of... General. Said, yeah. Specific. But then, then he tries to make a claim He's on making it. A, that's, that's a classic rhetorical argument. And then she says... General case to specific you know, case. How do I know you'll be around in the year? Uh, you know, because I, I would say that's fair to say that he's not trustworthy no. in being around. No, he's not. How much of this is the kind of romantic instinct, the kind of Byronic or beat instinct of the fact that, like, you know, a man can't be tied down to a woman. You got to just seek out your soul. You need to do what it takes to be your authentic self. And how much of it is just the fact that he's just kind of a screw-up in all sorts of ways, and he really doesn't have the romantic urge to kind of... Because his, his striving for money mm. is, you know, it's it's him seeking out authenticity in what his real goal in life is. Mm -hmm. But uh, is is that really, is that the main thing that would make him stray? Or is it just the fact that he just has very little integrity in it's, general? Uh, I would say it is that he has very little um, specific directed ambition. 
and sure. lots of general ambition. And that's what integrity is. It's ambition to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have that. Uh, so she correctly says that you, I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, yeah, with his lifestyle. Because to him, just bartenders in general are untrustworthy. Which he's, I think is a, He's got something against bartenders. It's a slur against bartenders. Yeah, it is. Uh, she says he's not honest. He says she's not honest because... Because she withheld information. About being the original rich chick. Which is, I love that phrase. That's a great phrase. Yeah, and, and yeah. so, right. That Which I believe they were talking about what, you know, it's like, oh, I don't... She actually did say, you know, I'm not rich down in Jamaica. She did explicitly. Oh. Wow. Did she now? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. I, I I could check. Uh, I would believe that. Yeah. Um, I mean, she certainly gave the impression of it in any case, but yeah. Um, but is this on him for not doing his due diligence? Yeah, but she says that it was a it was a trial. It's kind of call like a, up it's, the New York operator, ask like a, for the Moonies. It's kind of like a fable, you know, when someone mm-hmm. you know is it's a, a prince courting a maiden, yes. and he comes in disguise in order not to let you know. It's like yeah. a, so on, that they're, on the they they are, can be their true selves as exactly. opposed to that, mm-hmm. and that's what she says. Yeah. And I mean, sure. I mean, it's Jamaica, you know. Mon. Jamaica, mon. You have to. Jamaica, mon. You have to, you have to let, let it all hang out. Okay. Um, um, Good. Here's, I mean, here's one question. Mm-hmm. Insofar as this was a test done by Jordan to say of the emergency broadcasting system, do not say that. You can't say it on the radio. <laughs> okay. Uh, insofar as it was a test to say, you know, of the, of, I, I'm not rich. <laughs> I'm not rich. Yeah. Uh, was it also a test to say that? Can Brian Flanagan test one? Will he stay with the poor Jordan Mooney and not the actually the poor nameless lass? Because she didn't um, have a name down there. Uh, test number two is: Is it possible that she, you know, intentionally got pregnant in order to test his integrity here? Well, he certainly failed test number one in that he, when <laughs> yeah. presented with the option to pursue someone who appeared to have more wealth, he took it. No, he just took a bet because he had to. That's a guy's got to take it. Guy's yeah. got to take it. Uh, uh, we did not write of, down our key line. <laughs> oh, that's the one thing we forgot. Next, next step. No, it's too late. It's too late. Uh, okay. The this case you Stanford earful of cocktail. We're getting back in the swing of things. Getting back in the swing of things, unless you're on the podcast, and then we're not. That's all I got for scene one. Want to move on? Let's move on to scene so number funny. the dose two two zero. Felt about me. Me. Very sometimes, bad. Sometimes <laughs> these me. things work out. Sometimes. You, you, missed, you missed your window. Sometimes, you missed your window. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> All right. Well, when you miss your window, you have to give up. When, well, well, that's true. Okay, yes. fine. Okay, scene two. <laughs> scene the second. It opens yes. with, uh, at this point, Flanagan is, you just kind of see it happen. You don't see his thinking. He just goes to. Wouldn't it be great if we saw his thinking, though? And we see two little we angels on the shoulder. Two little angels. One says, yes. go to Coglin. And one says, go back in the room <laughs> and then piece together the check. <laughs> uh, but he... One's, the, one's like calling out, the check, the yeah. check. Yeah. I mean, the question is, he he ostensibly does it to say that he needs a job, which means he loses it. But really what he needs is someone to talk to. Mm, it's mm. just it's convenient that the that the lost bet exists because give him an excuse to just talk to Coglin. He yeah he I mean I wrote Flanagan goes crawling back to Coglin. Sure. Which, but how much it is the fact that um, here's the line he says. 
my best friend in the world, my only friend. This is fun. The reunion is fun. It's great to see you, my only friend. This is the high point of the film right here. I don't know. It looks like you've got a lot of friends here this evening. Proctologist dream. What? Wall to wall. What's up? It's great to see you, Flanagan. Yes. Because you know I've come to pay off my bet. Ryan. Gary. An intimate kiss between Flanagan and Gary Brockman. I've come to beg and plead for a job. Incredible moment. It'd be great to get some talent behind the bar. Wow. Okay, we'll, we'll hit it, we'll hit that again when it comes back around. Uh, but okay, this scene starts with him knowing where Coglin's bar is. Yep. Uh, should that? I mean, do you think Coglin let him know? By the way, here is my bar. Oh, I think it's well known. Do I don't think, think he let him know. I think it is known. I mean, it's probably. If you, if it's the, ask, it's a hot new bar on the scene. And do you know who owns it? Is that is that a question? Well, it's it's from the the Coglin Prognan Trust. Sure. Fortune, whatever you know. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the name of the bar is. The name of the bar is Mysteria Z. No. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it it's, it's, it's hysteria. Oh, I wrote Mysteria. Okay, hysteria, hysteria Z. Yeah, there's what? a Z on it at the end of it. I don't know if uh, it's actually it? part of the name or not, but uh, I don't think so. I think mm. it's just hysteria. Mm. I mean, you know, you know what hysteria means as like a general like term. Yes, I mean it means you know you're you are beyond your senses in like a you're you're defi- you're like outside of uh, operating outside of logic. In a sort of panicked way, uh, it's it's uh, it originates from the Greek word for uterus hmm. uh, because it was it was believed it was symptoms caused by the uterus only found in women. Hmm. Uh, so it was just the idea uh, that women were emotionally unstable and uh, and really uh, the way they were acting is in fact a mental disorder, and that's historically what hysteria has meant. Hmm. And in a movie about masculinity and you know in 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 the okay. space of 1988 i think it's it's important to note the significance of this i see especially in the note of of coglin and 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 his marriage just 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 put that under your hat for now oh i'm i'm going to put my thinking cap back on and put that yeah. under it do you follow the dialogue uh when henry the bouncer is talking to uh people in front of the, uh, hysteria um i followed a little bit of it yeah. Um, there's, it's a Mr. Coughlin doesn't have any friends on Saturday night. Yes. That's one line that gets said. Yes. Which is great because immediately afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, they just talk about, I don't have a friend. I don't have a friend. And Henry in front is saying he doesn't have a friend. Uh, very consistent messaging here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have a friend on Saturday night. And then, and then as soon as Flanagan gets to the table... Yes. We're best, my best friend in the world. Sit down, sit down. There is an amazing exchange because everyone's making excuses to get in. Mm-hmm. One says... Something about Bruce Springsteen? I'm Bruce Springsteen's cousin. <laughs> and you know what he says, Henry? Um, this is an amazing comeback. What does he say? Uh, I don't Ep- remember. Epic, epic comeback. You look more like his couch. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> Which, okay. I, I mean, believe, Bruce Springsteen looks kind of like a couch. And this is a woman in the crowd saying this. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Bit, bit weird. Yeah, uh, I'm going to look up Bruce Springsteen couch now. 
Yeah, he, has, he has a famously ugly couch. <laughs> well, maybe a famously good-looking couch. You never. Oh wow! Oh, some very good pictures of Bruce Springsteen laying down on couches. Actually, the woman in the crowd looked just like that couch. Bruce Springsteen, comma couch, okay, by well, David Rose. Well, let's listen and hear if we pick this up. Oh, this is so good. Wow. Yeah, no, he's been photographed on couch. Oh, this is cool. Okay, listen, listen. Oh, I'm not a fan. Henry, it's cold out here. Henry, never knew. I'm Bruce Springsteen. Look more like this couch. Henry! I'm Dunk's friend. Look, Mr. Papa doesn't have any friends on Saturday night, right? Good evening, Henry. Hey! Hey! Let's check out this song right now. Piss off, Henry. It's okay. It's great to see you, my only friend. Sit down. Sit down. I don't know. It looks like you've got a lot of friends here this evening. Proctologist dream. Got a lot of friends here this evening. Yeah. What do you think of this Bruce Springsteen um, tapestry? <laughs> I, I would say, uh, I'd, I'd say do it. Buy it. Great. You will not regret that purchase. Here's Bruce Springsteen and John Stewart sitting on chairs that look kind of like couches. Yeah. I recommend just searching for Bruce Springsteen couch. You'll find all sorts of good stuff. So can you, uh, I'd say let's wrap this up so you're now present, because I believe you're actually trapped in couch land right now. I'm looking at a lot of pictures of Bruce Springsteen in couches, yes. Yeah. All right. It's I'm, probably what Henry did right for the start. <laughs> it's just on his mind. Um, all right. Three, two, one. Center. Center. Um, let's talk about this song. This is not on the soundtrack. It is not on the soundtrack. What are you doing out here? Uh, here do you know who this song is? Do you know what it's this called? song is called Hysteria. Uh, no, it's a good guess. Hmm. Uh, it is called Mysteria. <laughs> I, I love the title. Uh, it is called Essential Sensual. <laughs> really good. Uh, written by Wayne Roland Brown. Okay. Uh, most famous for the movie Cocktail. Oh. Uh, he is a uh, for this song in the movie Cocktail. Uh. Yeah, uh, he is. He is uh, like the director Roger Donaldson has one thing in common. Uh huh. Both from New Zealand. From New Zealand. From New Zealand. Or both of them? Okay, sure. Uh, this is uh, one article written about him says Wayne Roland Brown is the epitome of the traveling minstrel, educating people about different cultural and musical expressions in a career that's taken to thirty four countries. Uh, he is now in the business of making uh, gems. Uh, he's Gondwanaland gems. Uh, straight, straight from straight from the single continent. Uh, yeah. So this this was this was a song made for the movie. No, uh, uh. is from his original, and this is really uh, this is this is beautiful album art. Uh, this is. Let's see, can I pull it up? Yeah, this is the album it came out of. Is that all your daughter's worth? Which is not is that nice? Okay. Wow, flight of fancy. That is very yeah. nice. So yeah. describe what you're seeing here. Um, I am seeing a um uh, an old like McDonnell Douglas plane, sure, um, mid century, mid century plane, yeah. Um, and people are walking out of it, um, like in in jumpsuits, kind of, yeah. And they have uh helmets on that are very large. They look more like uh like the tips of bullets or something. 
Oh, this is okay. more like a Devo cover than anything. Uh, but here is the reason I'm bringing so much about them. I just mm. this is an amazing article. This is on Radio New Zealand. Uh huh. Uh, while his song "Essential Sensual" gained more exposure on the Tom Cruise movie Cocktail than any of the other songs in the movie, it plays for like twenty seconds. Uh, in the background, it never made it to the eight million dollar selling uh, eight million selling soundtrack album. Yeah. Well. Okay. Sure. Yes. So. That's one claim that this is it's the ambiance music. Hit. I mean, it's it's, it's in, perfect ambiance music. It is. It's good. It's good. Uh, yeah, good music for the club. Uh, here is something pretty amazing. This is a uh, fan-made music video for an, okay, an FM F, an FM MV. Yeah, mm-hmm. for someone took the clips of the movie where Essential Sensual plays, superimposes. The opening credits to Cocktail over it. Mm. Look what happens here. This is this scene with Cocktail over it. Mm. Uh, worth worth listening. There's no Z. This, this is area. like an abbreviate. Oh wow! Why is the Touchstone logo <laughs> coming in again? It's incredible. I love this so much. <laughs> this is like an alternate cut or something. What is this? this? No, this like this guy made it. Oh, this this is just for the rare this Coglin's is, Club song. Yeah, and people love it. Uh, Twenty four thousand views. Wow. Uh, people, people responding here. I'm gonna read all the comments because why not? Yeah. Uh, comment one. Comment one. Tom Cruise shows what a true barman can do. Love this song. That's nice. Second one. I'm only gonna read the ones relevant to the song. I was looking. Please read them all. <laughs> I love this comment. I was looking twenty years for this song. Then a very nice guy sent me this song. <laughs> That's the magic of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Was that nice guy Mr. Tube? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's a great story. Yeah. Like the whole movie. You know, man loses song, man man gets song again. 20 uh, years later. Magical movie and soundtracks. Yeah. He should have gotten essentially sensual the guy's wife. What? Okay. Uh, <laughs> people saying, watching this in 2016, watching this in 2015. Is that a thing people say on YouTube? Awesome. <laughs> great to see you, Flanagan. Yes. Because you know I've come to pay off my bet. Ryan! Okay, best moment Mary. is Coglin looking up and smoking, looking what menacing, and then the here? stinger comes in. I've come to beg and plead for a job. It'd be great to get That's some the best moment bar. right there. Cool song. It's it's the perfect song for this moment. It's this weird, just meaningless, schlocky, mid-80s, incredibly produced. Well, let's go somewhere where we can appreciate this. Come on. I was not. Wow. I was not looking up uh, his other stuff. Uh, his other stuff in his albums, but uh, just an incredible, incredible uh, song for the for this part. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah. Well, what else do we want to say about this scene? Um, what did I write down? Okay. okay. So, so sub scene one is getting past Henry. Yeah, and that's really good. Flanagan just like just scooting past. One with the with no- the Louis tray under his arm, yeah, right. Like you're, he's carrying this large package into a club, um, with you know it's with alcohol in it, which yeah, so many things there that are not allowed. And um, someone says, "Line Henry, I'm Doug's friend." Did did Flanagan say that? No, no, Someone he just walks in. Uh, n- not quite. Oh, he sneaks through by just ducking under them. Yeah, and then he says, "Good evening, Henry," as he goes through. 
Wow. So I think it's it's. I wrote down wow. that. Wow. But then, but Henry is not fooled. By well, this. he chases him. Yeah. So I, I I know somebody who worked as a bouncer for uh, at least one point in time, and my I was curious to say if you're a bouncer and you fail at your job and someone sneaks past you, are you supposed to chase after them? Because mm. what happens at the front door then? Not good things. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you just yeah. you, you can't let one loose because then you just you just let them go because mm. I feel you. Henry says, I'm going to chase him down. Yeah. Um, well, there are two bouncers here, but they seem to both chase him down. Uh, it's it's a bit confusing. I don't think they're doing a great job. Um, but uh, Well, they're doing a good job of keeping the crowd out. There's a little bit of mismanagement at this whole, uh, at this whole restaurant. Uh, Flanagan's crafty. I mean, take that you know into account. He's Weasley. And his Weasley here actually crafty. comes incredibly, in, uh, uh, incredibly to his, 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 uh, yeah. his advantage. Uh, what goes on here? Very weird bar, by the way. Uh, I'm very confused by mm, the, the format. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm drawing a diagram kind of a nice here. Mix. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's there's the there's the raised tables. Well, so okay, so the scene starts out. You're looking from this angle, and there's a road mm-hmm. uh, going down all the way here. Mm-hmm. He comes in this door, and it looks like a normal restaurant. It looks mm-hmm. like a side of the road, kind of just you build a block mm-hmm. restaurant. Open it up. It's good. Uh, then they uh, walk through. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's actually in its disorienting side by by design mm-hmm. because he's in a sea of people. Short mm-hmm. short dude. Mm-hmm. Very 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 uh, very very short man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's difficult to see uh, w- what direction is what. Mm-hmm. We I believe we get to the back of the bar and we see through the window there are people on a railing. They exit through a door. And we see behind them they're now on a on a uh, small patio over water. It almost I I at that moment I thought, oh, the bar is a boat. Yes, and you look back at the bar from that it angle. It really looks like it's a boat. And it looks like a boat. Which it's possible this side looks like a boat, mm-hmm. this side looks like a normal restaurant. Yeah. When you are looking from this angle, it looks like this road no longer exists. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. know if this is a continuity error or if the restaurant is just very weird. Or really big. Or really... Well, you can see how big it is in this angle. But yeah. It's... Well, this this clearly... This road is does look like it's meant to be by the docks because... There's water back here, I believe. But, but there's that bridge there. Yeah. Which does make it look like... Hey, this is a place near some water. Probably. I tried to find uh, shooting stuff here, mm-hmm. uh, and I could find no information because I am presuming the exterior is pretty generic. Well, I'm presuming it's somewhere uh, in Toronto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could like not find any University of Toronto. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if it's two different places. I think it's one place, but I it either the road could actually bend away. But look at the back corner on the back porch. One question: flags. Hanging mm. behind. Yes. What What is that all like, about? Uh, like national flags? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's if it is a, like a sailing, you know, this is supposed to be like a port thing, right? Yeah. Then you, those are those are sailing flags, uh, right? Oh. That you would have in like a harbor or on a ship or, you know. Yeah. Sure. So describe uh, if you're trying to market hysteria. Yeah. Uh, what are words to describe? Um, First off, is this a restaurant or club? Uh, both. Okay, or bar. I'd say so. I'd say mixed use, Great. Uh, maritime. I don't see anyone eating food. Um, well, I mean, Coglin's sitting at a table. I would assume that means you can get food at that table. <laughs> also, okay. Question before you get back into this, yeah. Coglin is sitting at a table with other people. 
Yeah. Uh, and just openly insults the fact I hate everyone in this restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the other people aren't really listening to him. Do you think, like, as the owner, does he just, like, hang out at people's tables? Well, he's also harassing people as he's leaving. Listen. Hit me in the minute I'm accustomed to. Very good. How are you? Get in there and spend some money, you two. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, this is kind of a running thing. I don't think yeah. it's, I, yeah, it's just kind of how he is. Is this like a, is this like kind of a affable, oh, look at this owner that hates everybody. Yeah. It's, yes. It's fun. Yeah. Okay. And then I like how his boat is parked right next door. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay. And could you catch the name of his boat? Yes. I, I think it's carry something, but I can't. Your glasses not work? What's happening? No, I just can only see the left couple characters on it. It's pretty big text. Well, no, it's on the back of the... Is it on the back of the boat? Yes. I thought the, the camera cuts off like... I I, I, maybe I, I had no trouble carefully. seeing it. I'll, okay, I'll, all right. I'll, I'll look more carefully next time. Uh, I've only we'll, seen it toward we'll, the end we'll of the scene. We'll talk about that so. when we get to the boat scene. Yeah, of course. Boat uh, scene? Boat yeah. scene. If you were to describe... Okay, so Hysteria. Let's say you're marketing it in a yes. list of... Uh, Best New York bars. Yes. And I would say, come down to Hysteria. Uh, what name? Where, five adjectives. Where East meets Fresh. Fresh. Where the naval, let's, the, the well, maritime. Let, well, let's break for a moment. Yes. Let's each think of five adjectives to describe the. Uh, yeah, of course. I've, I've got mine already. Okay, so. I'm going to write them down. I'm going to write mine down too. I'm writing mine down as we speak. Is that all your daughter's worth? Okay. How much will it take? I don't want you beating out the money. You, you can't um, buy me out of Jordan's life. You think I'm letting some bartender walk into my family is and destroy right? my daughter's that life? That is her choice. The hell you say? Her choice! The hell you say? What is going on here? Jordan, I came by here to talk to you. Look, if you don't get out of here, Dad, Gun, I'm going to have you I thrown out on your ass. Jordan. Jordan. I know the other night I didn't say the right things. Mm. God knows I have not done the right things. But I think there's a chance for us. Brian, there is no us. There are just too many things about us that don't work. Okay, what about I have five. Baby? Okay, I have five. I'm not really happy with all of them. but I'm uh, not happy with mine either. Okay, but let's just go for it. Yeah, let's go for it. Ready? Okay, number one. Uh, I wrote glitzy. I wrote maritime. Uh, number two, I wrote boat themed, so it kind of does a match. Sure. Uh, I wrote vibrant, so I think that's a match for glitzy. Uh, vibrant is more about energy. Glitzy is about the kind of uh, uh, artifice. So okay. I would say not a match. Okay. But there is a, certainly a lot of churning energy inside with people. Yeah. It is designed to have an uncomfortable density of people. Exactly, which leads into my next one. Yes. Popular. That's true. Yes. Uh, I wrote 80s wealth. That's not an adjective. Uh, uh, 80s wealthy. Uh, great. Okay, yeah. much better. Yes. Okay next, one. Uh, okay, next one. I wrote funky. Well, that's pretty good. It is funky. I wrote dim. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. Is, is that a match? No, uh, no. Okay. All right. And last one. Yes. I wrote seaside. It's true. <laughs> I wrote knowingly sinister. Oh, interesting. Because it does. I mean, everything about, it, including the song. Yeah. It is people's like, let's be here to be wicked. Ooh. You know. Yeah. It's people. Yeah. I mean, it's called hysteria. Exactly. It's it's embracing the wild side. But also, it is about, you know... Hey, uh, babe. Yeah, exactly. But Take a walk on the wild side. <laughs> yes, but it's also... It's it's men saying, let's blame women for being uh, the source of insanity here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as per as per Coughlin. Uh, so that, that's, that seems like... We're trying to make this come alive to, to listeners of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You must have other notes about this uh, place. Um, I mean, that Flanagan is, you know, crawling back to Coglin, right? I mean, this is a, it's a, there's a cycle here. Um, Do you remember, so the terms of the bet are, the terms of the bet are if he's, if you are not working for me by St. Patrick's Day, you owe me a bottle of Louis Trey. Other way around. Oh. It. If you're... No, no, no. This is Coglin saying this. Yes. Coglin says, hey, Flanagan. Yes. I'll bet you a bottle of Louis Trey yes. that you're working for me by St. Patrick's correct. Day. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. Um, yes, which is saying you'll be so desperate. Yeah. I don't get the impression Flanagan's desperate. I think he's still... Well, he's able to afford a bottle of Louis Trey here. So he's got some income source here. Well, I think the idea is when you're down to a last... How much do you think this cost in the 80s? Like 200 bucks? Uh, I think we looked it up and it was like four hundred, but yeah. Okay, well, in the eighties. Yeah, uh, no, so, in the eighties. Okay. Now it's like fifteen hundred. Okay, so four hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, in the eighties. So when you're down here to last four hundred, yeah. spend it on Louis Trey. Of then, course, then come to and me. come back to yeah to get a to get the job. Yeah. So the idea is dropping. Yeah. So below. this is like the last of his Jamaica money. Well, yes. Although I'm not sure that's true. I can imagine if he had like five thousand, mm. he could have cashed out, done this just because he wants someone to talk to. Yeah. So he's like, I'm desperate. Yeah. And I think that's I will really buy you know let's say twenty bottles of Louis Trey. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to get extra chats with Coglin. Uh, Carrie Prognan. Carrie Prognan. She's very prognoscuous. Uh, that's true. She's prognoscuous. I mean, she 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 likes people. She likes people. She likes kissing people. She likes kissing people on the mouth. Yeah. Uh, what does she say to Brian Flanagan? Um, oh, right. She ins- she says, it'd be so nice to finally have some talent behind the bar. <laughs> Just re- that's, that's good. There's some there's some some tension in the in the Coglin Prognan relationship here. I know it's a little little subtext. Little subtext, a eh, little text really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay. Oh man, I could go for some Louis Trey right now. I'm watching him drink it. Here is a question for you. Yes. Uh Douglas Coglin, your ship What is the name of the bouncer? Henry. Uh what is he credited as? Louis. Uh he's credited as, as bouncer. Which I oh, think is a, okay. I think he should be credited as Henry. Yeah, um, probably. So, oh, Greg Baker. He did look familiar. Yeah. So, Greg Baker on IMDb. This is the thing that's really, really bothering me. Mm. Uh, he's an actor. He's been in three movies. Kleptomania is Father Mario. Father Mario. <laughs> uh, Bouncer and Spencer for Hild, uh Children of a Tempest Storm. So here is okay. the thing, uh, and this is something to type in in, in your screen because I think we want to hear this. Okay. Type in Greg Baker with two Gs. Mm-hmm. Baritone. Baritone. Yes. So yeah, check out that interview. Check in. Here we go. Yeah. I've not gotten confirmation. Thus far, it's, it has no audio. Oh, Greg Baker is back at Heinz Hall with Manfred Hunnick in the Pittsburgh Symphony. It's always a pleasure to it's have you. Welcome back. back. It's really good to be back. Thanksgiving weekend, special atmosphere. It's a holiday Deep voice. for everybody. It's a lot of fun. And in the middle of a Strauss Waltz Viennese program comes, well, something Viennese with mm-hmm. uh, Lehar, and yours is my heart alone. But 
You've got four terrific items. Greg, tell us about the music you're going to be singing. Oh, well, I'll be doing two Lehar pieces. Okay, question. Um, that's uh, Henry, right? River, I mean, which yeah, that's Henry. His voice is much deeper than it was when he's playing Henry the Bouncer. I mean, I'm sure he can modulate it up if he needs to. I can modulate my voice up. But, like, his voice is freaky low, and he doesn't, he sounds normal here. Do you think he just pitches like, I don't want to be a bouncer with a low voice? Yeah, or, or it just would come across, because he's got to pierce through that crowd is the thing, right? So with a voice this low, it's going to get muddled in the crowd noise. So it's kind of like a falsetto for him. I think so, yeah. Just, so do you think he was an aspiring opera singer at the time, and he's just making a little bit of money by being in cocktail as a bouncer? Yeah, i got to use use a different sound for this. You know, I, yeah, I think that's possible. Just, I think a weird... Oh, there we go. There's a, there's a little headshot of him. Um, I just think it's a weird, weird coincidence. I think that this, um, is it though? And I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm saying. I would say based on the fact that he is visibly the same guy, yeah. the only indication, and he has the same name spelled uh-huh. in the the same way. I'm finding no indication that he says, "Oh yeah, I was in the movie Cocktail." So if you're gonna say he's a he, doppelganger, wait, 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 wait. Why would he? Why would he bring up that in this interview about? Well, I think London Symphony or the someone's doing an opera Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra or whatever it was. Opera puff piece. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I saw you were in Cocktail as a young man. What was it like working with Tom Cruise? You'd think that would come up once, and it didn't. And also in his IMDb summary, yeah, for uh, Greg Baker, it doesn't talk about him being an opera singer. Yeah, it just says he's an actor. I mean, maybe they're different people. Do you think it's possible? I mean, look up Greg Baker. He, he looks very... He's even got a similar mustache thing going on. Well, that is that is the thing that can change the most. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, you Well, or maybe it's one of the Greg Bakers is trying to look like the other. Yeah. Inspired by... I mean, I have a side-to-side right here. Side-to-side. I, yeah, I was just trying to make sure... That, is that bright enough? Yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah, that's that's the same guy. It's the same guy. That's the same guy. Incredibly weird that Greg I can't Baker. get confirmation. Well, you just call him up. I mean, I'll say this. Call, should we email Greg Baker? I think there's a chance there are two Greg, Greg at Bakers Baker.com. who look 99% similar. One is an opera singer and one is an out-of-work actor. That's a, there's a chance. Should we, should we email? Okay, Greg Baker, Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Yes. That's him. There he is. Okay, a baritone of imposing... You think it would mention it somewhere in this article. Yes. Okay, a baritone of imposing voice and stature. Greg Baker... I mean, two Gs. That's really uncommon. It is uncommon. Um, in addition to his operatic performances, Baker has performed and recorded with leading orchestras and conductors, including... Tom the Cruise. Royal Philharmonic, London Philharmonic, London Symphony Orchestra, New York Philharmonic, Los Angeles Philharmonic, Hollywood Bowl, Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra, Cocktail Orchestra, Danish Symphony... <laughs> Red- <laughs> Very, oh, very James smooth. Levine. There you go. Yeah. Um, other career highlights include a Grammy Award nomination in 1986. Wow. So, so he's already, at the time this movie made, a Grammy-winning opera singer? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on here? It's very weird. That is w- weird. <laughs> contact. Okay, there's a contact link. I think mean, he's contacting the Pittsburgh yeah. Symphony Orchestra, but I feel like that's a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Should we call them? Yes. Let's <laughs> Can we, we patch food. that in? I'm just incredibly... Um, okay. Uh, Heinz Hall, 600 Penn Avenue. 
No, it's not what we want. Customer service at pittsburghsymphony.org. That's probably not the right thing to email. So, I, I, let's let's put it let's put a pin in this, and this is something we'll handle after the show. Group sales. Okay. Group sales. Correct. PSO development. Correct. Development. Development. That'd be like donating. I'm just saying. I think this is this is a pin we're putting in because uh, we need to wrap up here. Oh, here we go. Questions at pittsburghsymphony.org. Okay, perfect. Never mind. We have it. General questions, comments, and suggestions. Questions yeah. at pittsburghsymphony.org. Okay, we're loading Gmail now. I know the other night I didn't say the I'm things. fully ignoring anything, any comments you want to make about not having enough time. Original the Greg Baker yeah. in Cocktail. Hi there. Um, <laughs> uh, we just want to have confirmation that... Uh, Hi there. Uh, we host a popular podcast. <laughs> podcast about... The movie Cocktail. The movie Cocktail. Uh, we note that Greg Baker was in the Earful movie Cocktail. Earfulcocktail.com. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Earfulcocktail.com. Whoops. Okay. Um, uh, we noticed. We noticed that Greg Baker, already successful in his musical career, appearing in a small role in this movie as a bouncer. Um, a baritone of of renown <laughs> baritone in the pittsburgh they know who he is okay okay they do they is on their website we noticed that greg baker um already already all, successful already in successful in his music career uh appearing in a small role appeared in a small role as a bouncer as as a bouncer in the movie cocktail is this is it? Is there any story behind? But is there how any this story behind how this happened? Um, Please put us in contact if possible. <laughs> um, we're somewhat Baffled. surprised to not see a mention on your website. <laughs> uh, in a mention in his biography. Sure. Thanks for any info you can provide. Yes. Best wishes for a great season. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you. I gotta talk opera here. Okay. Yeah. Or symphony. Hi there. We host a podcast about the movie Cocktail. Earfulcocktail.com. We noticed that Greg Baker, already successful in his music career, appeared in a small role as a bouncer in the movie Cocktail. Is there any st- in 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 cock? I'm just saying cocktail. In cocktail. Uh, is there any story behind how this happened? We're somewhat surprised to not see him mention his biography. Um. How, not somewhat. We're surprised. We're surprised not to mention his biography. Thank you for any info you can provide. Best wishes for a great season. And then the closing should be Bravo. Bravo. Alan and, Alan and Mark. Um, okay, from Earful of Convoy staff or? Earful of Cocktail staff. Well, oh, I don't have that. Okay, then Earful Convoy. Well, from your own. Do it from your own. Do it from my own. Yeah. Okay. Um, Just because it's more official. All right. I'm going to CC. Yes. CCU. Sure. At my at my MGM. MGM. Sure. Okay. Um, best wishes for a great season. Good? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Send sending. Sending. All right. Sent. Okay. Done. All right, what's next? I was next? skeptical we could do that in time, but that was great. That was quick. All right, final scene. Final scene. On the boat. The name of the boat. You can read it right Na- here. The name of the boat. 
name of the boat is Carrie's Dream. Carrie's Dream. Yes, I can only see K and D. Oh, because my notes are over it. <laughs> That's insane. You're missing. My notes are cutting off. The, well, the like ten percent of the screen. Yeah, yeah, but that's not that much. Yeah. Okay. My note. My notes stock is over. Fifty years. It's dead. Let's just drink it. Teasing him with the Louis tray. Health and friendship. Life and love. Douglas Coughlin, your ship. <laughs> good cliffhanger. Very good cliffhanger. Douglas Coughlin, your ship. And then he's holding up a camera. Yeah. And that's all we see. And I think it said your ship has been, you know, has been uh has been has gone out to bombs. sea. Oh yes. Yep. Uh, your ship has been your ship is full of bombs. Yes. Um, um, right, there's a there's a tidier phrase to say that, but it was not coming to me. Your um, ship is full of bombs. Yes. Your ship has been your ship has been bombed. Your ship has been your ship has been bomb placed. Bomb planted. Uh, your ship has been. Bomb. Not armed. Bomb. Have well, been, wait, wait, what's, been, what's the word for arm if it's put with bombs? Your ship has been bomb stuffed. Yeah. Your ship has been. Uh, a different. Uh, say, yeah, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, a different, a different phrase. Your say, ship has been torpedoed. <laughs> your ship has been rigged. Rigged. Your ship has been rigged with explosives. Well, rig is actually a, a sailing term. Yes, but isn't it funny yes. that it's, your ship has been rigged? Yes. Rigged that, that with is, explosives. See, that's script doctor work. Yes. You know, that's why we're worth the big bucks. Uh, interesting. Douglas Coughlin, your ship has been rigged. Yeah. I enjoyed the scene uh, for the fact that uh, we have... <laughs> do, do you notice we have a handheld camera? Also, uh, as we're walking out here, one of the things very confusing is... As we're walking out, we have a camera. <laughs> is this diagram no longer helpful? No, I'm just I'm I'm yeah. re I'm rereading the email in my head yeah, that we just wrote to the uh, Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Okay, yes. what do we got here? So the camera is pointing at them at the table inside the bar. Yeah, and then we cut over to a camera here as they walk out on the porch. Yeah, incredibly confusing work in which the camera tracks him walking through the bar this way, tracks him from this direction, and then. Is cutting here as we talked in the past with the one 180 degree rule in yeah. camera. We have crossed the axis multiple times in several seconds. I remember distinctly the first time I watched You're this. supposed to be disoriented, it's hysteria. It is, it is insane though how disorienting it is. And in the end, we now see a boat where there used to be a restaurant. I would want to believe this is all intentional because mm. it is actually some of the most confusing geography mm -hmm. I remember seeing any film. Absolutely, uh, we walk out into Carrie's dream. Uh, Carrie's dream. Yes. Uh, the Carrie Prognan dream. The yeah. boat. So wait, this is a different boat than the one they were hanging out on? With it, oh, that's a good question. Because they had a boat that they were hanging out on. Where I didn't see Carrie was back the then. Carrie was climbing up a ladder. I think it's probably. F let's let's look at it to see if it matches on the outside. Mm. I didn't think of that. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I guess it wouldn't. Flanagan would not be surprised though about it if. Because Flanagan reacts very positively to like, whoa, a boat, I just, you know, nice boat. It is worth. Okay, the main reaction here, yeah, Brian Flanagan is. It's like, boy, you have a nice boat. <laughs> boy, you have all this yeah. cool stuff. Cool boat, cool boat, bro. 
I mean, it is funny, like, how obviously miserable Coughlin is and how little <laughs> Flanagan is picking up on any of it. <laughs> he is incredibly shallow, very... Stinger, I love this scene. What are you doing here? I've come to beg and plead for a job. One of my favorite moments in the movie, that Stinger hitting as he just looks up. Uh, mm -hmm. The guy in the bottom left looks like Tom Cruise. It is. Oh, in the cameo. He, did he play everyone in this club? He did. Is this a clump situation? <laughs> he clumped it. <laughs> he clumped it. Yeah. Uh, down in the down in the uh, boat, it obviously is a handheld camera. We we pull mm. in on Douglas's face, and it feels very raw. It feels mm. re re like remarkable, to like young Scorsese. Oh, there's like the flags. You can see the flags from outside the. Well, you could you could have filmed that to have some continuity. Uh, well, I'm just saying. I don't see the highways, the thing. That's true, but you do see the 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 maritime flags are visible from the outside of the back of the restaurant. That is that, that is not the same boat as Jamaica. No. It doesn't have this. Nope. Have you, so have you really never seen Louis Trey in a bar? Now that you now that you see the actual enclosure here? I only go to tiki bars. It's very distinctive. I see now. Yeah. And it's based I mean every, not every bar, but most high-end bars have a bottle of it cuz sure. it's the thing people to know to off. order when they want to show off. Yeah. Sure. Um And then we see it. There's some slight. You can tell it is still handheld. There, I mean, there's a real like roughness to this Elfin and mm -hmm. intimacy. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have a lot more to talk about the scene next ep because it's like half the next ep, I believe. We're like still hang out in this for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, worth noting, uh, Douglas Coughlin is playing shit. with binoculars for no good reason. Yep, that's great. And they're they're really like very um, visible binoculars. Too. Are they yellow? I forget. They're what? yellow. They're yellow. And yeah. Then, and then uh, Flanagan picks up uh, a camera to look through. It's like it, it's really funny prop work. It's it's. I mean it's it's. First of all, I mean they're on a boat in the first place, which yeah. already makes it kind of a ridiculous like you and know. They, and they spend twenty seconds playing a game of. Here's your stifter. Wait, I pull it back. Here's your stifter. Pull it back again. I, I enjoy how goofy and wasting of time this this uh, manages to be. Yeah. Uh, also, one final thing uh, that I have. Yeah. The they're saying cheers. Cheers. Uh, it starts off with uh, Flanagan saying health and friendship. Mm -hmm. uh, does does Coglin uh, raise his glass to health and friendship? Coglin does not raise his glass. No, or does he? He says health and friendship. And what does Coglin say? Coglin says Flanagan. He says life and love. Life and love. Is nice. It, like, is that a thing to kind of build on a on a on a cheer like health and friendship, life and love? Yeah, yeah that's a yeah, that's, yeah, that's a that's building. It takes a lot of yeah. work to do that. That's yeah. Well, yeah, to health and friendship. That's 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 what Flanagan is for. Life and love. Yeah. There you go. Same. Um, okay. Yeah, I wrote ending super good. Uh, yeah, we have, something's up with this boat. Something's up with this boat. It we'll might be. It might be rigged. Might be rigged to blow. Rigged to blow. All right, uh, we need to invent a drink. Yes, and we're gonna do that right now with a sure. segment that we call "Drink of the App." All right, this is Drink of the Up. Hello, this is Drink of the Up. All right, we are going to invent a drink about these five minutes. Sure. So I say, first off, uh, let's talk about uh, what thematically do we want to pull from. 
Uh, do we want to pull from Hysteria? Or do we- I do like the the a drink that captures the feel of Hysteria. We did one earlier that captured the you know the yuppie behind bars, captured the the, the cell block. Yes. I like the idea that we are capturing this as well in a drink. Yeah. Because that does feel like something to we've already done unwanted pregnancy. We've already done things that capture some of the more the emotional tones. And also the airiness of their penthouse apartment. We've Ex- captured yeah, that. We've captured all that. We want something here, I think, that And we'll actually- have a chance to do the boat next time. And I, we, we will just, next yeah. time. Next time, boat drink. Boat drink next time. Boat drink next time. Um, uh, this time, club drink. So the hysteria. So here are three hysteria phrases. Hysteria lane. Here are three phrases we can build on. Yeah. Hysteria. Hysteria. Essential sensual. Nice. <laughs> Which is, uh, and then Carrie's dream. Ooh. Because even though Carrie's dream is in the boat, it accurately describes hysteria. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. What about other, I mean, there's, so they, my best friend, like, um, my best friend, friend in the yeah, world, friend, reunion, friendless, re, um, uh, a hysterical reunion. Yeah. His hysterical. The thing with hysteria, it doesn't, hysteria doesn't capture the melancholy of the mood as well as it should. Mm. You know, the mood is actually like this weird you know, uh, extremely posh, extremely, uh, just, it's, it's, whereas I feel, I feel like it, it has to have this kind of just vacant, you know, it is, this is the good life, but there's, there's this missing mm-hmm. part, part of it. I think hysteria just sounds too on or mm-hmm. something. I don't, I don't know if it captures the feeling hysteria. Yeah. I think, I think it's what, a misleading. Um, what, okay. What trial. about um, uh, something involving like maritime, or like seaside, like mm. seaside hysteria, seaside? I still feel hysteria just gives the wrong. I know, I know, I know, I know. Like labyrinth, something labyrinthine. The, the labyrinth. The labyrinth, seaside yeah. labyrinth, seaside. Look at, let's, but just Carrie's dream. Carrie's dream. Carrie's dream has the right feel to it. It feels somber, right? Well, no, because if I was going to invent a drink called Carrie's dream, I think that's going to be like. Um, I don't know, like a, a really like a sweet drink, probably, mm, right? Yeah. Like you, when you think of dream, you think of like something sweet and like saccharin and, you know, like I don't, I don't that's I th- not the vibe I get out of these five minutes. I think minutes. of the Joseph Cornell film, Jack's Dream, um, in which it is uh, Claire de Lune played over a series of uh, puppet shows in the 1950s. I don't think most people get that out of the word I dream. I think most people think that. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. let's, yeah. It's an incredibly melancholy. I think let's film. leave that until we have more evidence on well, that. Okay, what about essential sensual? Essential Any- sensual. <laughs> well, I, which ideally... Seaside sensual. I mean, if you just put sensual with an accent over the U, would that make it clear that it's sensual like that? <laughs> Because this does Sen- have a very eighties you know, sensual. Sensual. What about what about like a an abbreviation of it? Um, like a um, like a just you, you. <laughs> just you. Yeah. Um, sensu. Um, I like senses. Maybe incorporating senses into it. So it's like um. Uh, senses. Um. Okay, let's talk about what goes into the drink. What goes into the drink? We are gonna have some, um, some some salt water. Salt water. Uh, I will say, what about prosecco? Prosecco, I like it. Although yeah. you always complain that everything tastes like licorice, and this is gonna be another licorice thing. Prosecco? Wait, no. I mean, prosecco just is sparkling wine. 
Is oh I'm I sorry I got my sambuca and proseccos. <laughs> oh sambuca. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, I mean I could I yeah I I understand the sambucan connection here but I yeah. don't I am sorry no I think prosecco, prosecco you actually do want prosecco right. no I yeah. think there's it's a bit of it's like a it's like a it's gonna be like a, kind of like a tarnished yeah. celebration I just got my brain crossed the tarnished celebration <laughs> it, it needs to feel elegant and not I know. clumsy we're yes. all, we're saying clumsy things. I know clumsy things yeah so okay prosecco is um, perfect actually okay uh, perfect prosecco perfect prosecco okay yeah. prosecco and salt water yeah a little 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 briny. Um, um, I mean, let's okay. So, what is actually the right thing to add? To this? What it would be something that is a bit sickly sweet. Um, sickly sweet, like fruit juice. Ooh, that's yeah. That's a what? Uh, what about uh, slow gin? Oh, that's great. Prosecco and slow gin. Yeah, that's great. Um. Uh, because that's, I mean, slow gin is on the syrupy side it is. to begin. So this is actually yep. going to add to the texture in a good way, oh. I feel. Yeah, no, I think that's very cool. Uh, I would say this is, I think, a pretty good base for mm. what is a wine cocktail. Mm. Uh, and I think what you add to it, the garnish is going to be important here. I would yeah. say, I'd say you serve in a wine glass. That's very important. Sure. Yep. A stemless wine glass? Um, mm, I could be convinced either way. I was thinking stem. Okay. Um, and... It has to be something. It's a steam now. It's a steam. We added the A. Oh, nice. Uh, I I mean, this is something that's done. Uh, Ooh, is that a cinnamon stick you're drawing there? Uh, it's a glow stick. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Well, why? We're not putting a glow stick in a wine glass. Why? Is it going to damage your wine glass? No, it just is. I don't want a big plastic glow stick in the wine glass I'm drinking out of. Uh, I mean, this is a thing people do, though. Like, this is. This oh, a thin. Oh, Okay, I do. I do see what you're going for there. I don't yeah. think it fits the mood though. This is not like a rave club. This is a this is a classy maritime establishment. Uh, it's but it's not like a seaside bar. It's not like a sea shanty. Mm, it's close. Um, oh, what, what about um? See, this is where I first saw it, uh, which is the bonefish with the hypnotique uh, cocktail. Ooh, are we adding hypnotique? I was actually thinking. I mean, we're just. That could it be. does. It's uh, yeah. yeah. Hypnotic. Um, my sister really his, hysteria. Like. Yeah. Hypnotic hysteria. Uh, hypnotic is just that's it's in the melon family. I mean, right? it's pronounced hypnotic. Um, hypnotic. Hypnotic. Accent. Ah, uh, yeah. It's like a, a blue melon. Yeah. I mean, I think this is actually. I, I mean, except for the fact that we're now bringing in a brand name. Uh, well, yeah, but you can't be. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a specific thing. Yeah, and it's there's, also it's not like there's not a generic. And this speaks to the cons, like the, the consumerism yeah, of the exactly. yeah. Okay, so prosecco, slow gin, and hypnotic. I think it's pretty good. That's a pretty good drink. Uh, and I would say, based on the fact that it's <laughs> that inspired me with a glow stick. Yeah. I mean, you want to put a glow stick in it? We're now. I mean, am I lifting too much from the existing hypnotic and glow stick cocktail? Yes. Uh, what's what's a good replacement for a gimmick with a glow stick? Um. A plastic straw. They're more. They're rarer than ever. No, it feels flimsy. It needs yeah. to feel um, thick. No. Uh, um. A. What about like a um. Uh, what an apple, because it's Eve's sin. <laughs> I should apple slice. An should... apple core. Hmm. Because it's slightly poisonous. Um. An apple it's... slice would look elegant, actually. Yeah. An apple slice would look really nice in a, in a wine glass. Yeah. Okay. An apple slice perched on the edge. Oh yeah, apple slice, you know, and kind of like carved in 
So here is the wine glass, and it goes like yeah. this. It, it, it perches on the edge of the glass, exactly. So for listeners, it goes like this. I think you understand what I'm saying. It goes That's like this. Uh, okay. Okay, cool. So I think this is actually pretty much done at this point. Uh, what about a little um, oh, dash of... Red, red apple or green apple? Um, uh, red, uh, ooh, um, uh, either. And we Give a Macintosh a try. I think no, no. I think you basically serve them, and people get red or green. Oh, like, so if, like if there's you're multiple ordering, ones, like you're ordering a burrito in New Mexico, they ask you red or green. No, no, no. You don't. They don't ask you. You just mm. get. So if, if you have a bunch of people sitting at a table, oh, sure. you're gonna have the same drink, but nice. they're all gonna have different color apples. Yeah, Earl. They'll all have a combination of red and green apples. But they each um, have all the apple goodness. Yes, and then the other. Um, what else? Oh yeah, can we add like a dash of orange bitters, maybe? Orange bitters. Uh, that's. It's good. Orange bitters, they are pretty light. If it's something that's a little bit more astringent and severe, maybe. I'm just looking for something that's going to ground this a little bit, because we yeah, got a bunch yeah. of stuff that's, like, very um, yeah. syrupy or, or like, on the sweet side. Yeah, I mean, I think better... I'm thinking the bitters, you have, like, you have the tiki bitters, which are extremely bitter. Yeah. Like, whereas the orange bitters are not actually that No, bitter. not really. Uh, well, I was looking for something a little on the lighter side, but, we, I mean, we could do Angostura or tiki if you want. I'd say the tiki's, I think, a better feel okay. for what I'm tiki going bitters. here. Tiki sure. bitters. Um, Love it. Is there a way to genericize that? I'm not really no, sure. No, no, it's, it's just called tiki bitters. Sure. It's not a tiki drink, though. I wish there was a... Is there, there's different kind of bitters. We can go well, there's so many bitters, but... Yeah, well, I, well, but we can't just say bitters. That doesn't yes. work. Uh, what is the what is the kind of bitters we're going for? Certainly not Peychaud's. Um... Yeah, we want a very heavy... Heavily astringent bitter. I mean, um, we could also we could just do Angostura. I feel Angostura is probably best so okay. far. All right. Um, I guess. Yeah, I think orange is. This is your father's idea. Grapefruit bitters. How to get me out of your life? Well, let's say Angostura. I would I would say about this bitters, your choice. No. A bitters. Nope. Nope. No, no, you can't just say bitters in a cocktail recipe. It doesn't work. You can't. I nope. agree. Um, I'm, I'm fine with saying Angostura. I, I, I agree that... I'll say this. I think Angostura is better to write. I think Tiki is going to be better to actually make. That's fine. We can try both, but we are we're gonna we need to write something specific in sure. the recipe. Sure. Yeah. Angostura bitters. Okay. I mean, we I still have to name this. No. Okay. Angostura orange bitters. I'd be okay with calling this Angostura orange bitters. Bitters. Because there's like it's actually yeah. Angostura based orange bitters. Ah, very as good. opposed to some are just orange bitters. Okay. Sure. I'd be given what we came up with here, I'd actually be okay calling this Carrie's Dream. I'm sign off. Okay. Carrie's Dream it is. Yeah, I, I think that follows. I mean yeah. it's yeah, it's a it is it's got some of that syrupy sweetness, but I, with an I, undertone when of when I saw that name I knew it would be perfect actually, and I think we have to go through with it. Okay. okay. And that has been Drink of the Ep. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's a new addition. Yeah, good. The stingers, uh, you know, the production values get higher and higher, you yeah. know, throughout the show. It's it's uh, it's, a, it's a wonder. Good. Um, okay, we yes, we need to rate these five minutes. Yes. So we're gonna do that um, right about uh, now. Sure. Cool. So right. we call. So we call flare in the air. That's the soothing sound of flare just. Washing over you. Okay. Welcome to Flare in the Air. Welcome to Flare in the Air. We are going to rate these five minutes. Scale of zero to five? Scale of zero to five. No half stars. Mean, median, motor, all 
Uh, and uh, no peeking. No peeking? No, no doubles. cheating. No, no doubles. No takebacks. Uh, everything has to be strictly chronological. Everything strictly chronological in um, alphabetical order. That's correct. Um, with no rounding errors. Yes. I and mean, we'll three significant digits. That. Only three significant digits allowed. Yeah, three sig fig. Three sig fig. No numbers. Yeah. <laughs> no numbers. No numbers. No complex numbers. No reals. <laughs> no numbers. <laughs> And no, no whole numbers, no natural numbers. No, 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 no unnatural numbers. Yes. No integers. Yes. No decimals. And uh, no ASCII. No, yes. And no, no Unicode. ASCII, no telly. No, un, no ASCII, no telly, no, no uni. Yeah. Okay. Um, those binoculars are great. Um, the group binoculars. All right. Um, uh, this, uh, we are going to now rate uh, these five minutes. We're, we're going to rate the movie as a whole as a whole. Movie up to this point as a whole. These five minutes specifically. Sure. In that order. Yeah. Are you ready now? Yes. Movies a whole as a whole. Ready. Three, Three two, two, one. Four five. stars. It's wow. not, it you went up like, to five? Uh, the movie seems like more and more perfect all the time. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to... I think I'm, it has flaws. I think it has one star of flaws. Okay. Yeah. Movie up until this point as a whole. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one. one four stars. stars. I mean, I have to say that. Okay. Yeah, you, you do. You're contractually obligated to say yeah. that. No take backs. Yeah. Okay, these five minutes. Are we ready? Yeah. Three, two, two one, four. three and a half stars. I say four stars. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah. Also, okay, and that is Flare in the Air. That has been Flare in the Air. Uh, quick correction here. Is that all your daughter's okay, worth? QC. Uh, you we, a QC. We, we need okay. to list uh, how much for all our ingredients. How much are all of our ingredients? How many ounces? Oh, we do need to list ounces for this recipe. So um, I'd say two uh, ounces prosecco. Or maybe four, actually. I mean, you want to? If it's a wine-based drink, you want yeah, yeah, four ounces prosecco. I'd say based upon that, 0.75. Three quarters of an ounce slow gin. That's fair. Uh, no more than half an ounce of hypnotic. Half an ounce. Half an ounce of hypnotic. And then, uh, you know, uh, uh, two dashes. Two dashes of bitters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There is no Wait. us. There are just too uh, many contact things about right. us. Contact uh, info is uh, happening right uh, now. Wow, that's getting to be something. This is your father's idea. It's converging. I don't know that I would describe it that way, but but sure. Yep. Um, cool. And with, um, and with that, we sign off. And with that, we sign off. Our catchphrase is... We'll I'll stick with the, the brew. Cocktails, darling. Well, maybe some fruit cocktail then.